Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I am Megan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming. Gaming podcast where we review good games, bad games, and everything in between. Today, um, I'm pretty excited. We're going to talk about one of my favorite games of all freaking time. Let's freaking go. Yes. By the way, guys, we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, we are a 420 friendly podcast. Uh, we have one of Megan's very favorite video games of all time. I know she's really excited to talk about it. Yes. In fact, we've got this game and its upcoming sequel that we're talking about in this two-part episode. So definitely a lot to talk about, to nerd out about. But as we all know, uh, we have a little segment we like to do on the podcast. Uh, we talk about news segments. And also, I kind of want to start a trend of talking about what games we've been playing lately. Yes. What have you been playing lately, Megan? Um, well, I've been getting back into Horizon, obviously, because this is one of my favorite games of all time. This is definitely a comfort game for me. Um, I've actually picked up Jedi Fallen Order again. Um, nice. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say that one of our favorite droids is in a recent Star Wars show. Yes! Um, so I was very, very excited for that. I was like, I'm going to pick this shit up again. Cal Kestis is just an amazing character to play. And um, I've been having a little bit of nostalgia recently with uh, the recent season and um, just going back and being like, yeah, like we played this game and this game and this game. And it's uh, we're getting a sequel soon. So I really want to get back into that energy. And I've been watching so much Star Wars because my husband Trojan horsed me with The Mandalorian. <laughs> now I'm watching Book of Boba Fett and now I want to buy everything Star Wars related. So um, I've been playing that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing recently. Um, I have not been able to get into Mass Effect Um little bit of news my husband and I might be moving we might not be we're not really sure what's going on but um basically I can't invest in anything at the moment because um I don't want to pack it I I won't even buy like mugs or anything like I'm not yeah we don't have enough room in this place I ain't got no time I just I haven't been able I know you guys have been waiting for that on the Patreon so I wanted to genuinely apologize for that but I'm looking into it I already have price lists and everything um other than that um I don't think I've been playing anything else. I tried to play COD a couple weeks ago, but it pissed me off. So I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm officially done with COD. Um, I wanted to just game with my bros that I've had, you know, online friends for like 10 years. And it's just not working. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what about you, Ash? Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, COD has actually been kind of a real major contention point among its its fan base for a while now, actually. But as for me, I ran out of Ace Attorney games to play. I was playing the shit out of the Ace Attorney series, and I basically played every game there is now, uh, except I haven't beat the Investigation spinoff game with Miles Edgeworth. But I have it, and I've played part of it. And I haven't, uh, I haven't played through the Professor Layton crossover because I kind of want to play through the Professor Layton games 
games first before I do the, the crossover game. But uh, having run out of that series, I've actually been playing the hell out of Ma of uh, Fire Emblem. We are doing uh, a Fire Emblem game later this season as our season finale so hint hint uh due to that i kind of wanted to sample the series and really get into it and play a bunch of the uh the games so uh that's what i did i i've been playing uh the hell out of not only the uh gba game uh, fire emblem known as the blazing blade officially uh but i've also been playing uh the sacred stones i've been playing uh the uh the shadow dragon game on on the wii u virtual console uh, along with the GBA games, I've been playing Echo Shadow of Valentia. Uh, I got, uh, I've been emulating Path of Radiance on my MacBook, uh, and I even kind of pl started playing a bit of the way through Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door again because there's no good way to play GameCube games right now. So I, I finally broke down yeah. and installed the Dolphin emulator on my Mac, and I've been, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, other than that, I mean, obviously, I've been playing what we've been needing to do for the podcast, been trying to kind of prepare for upcoming episodes. Uh, because we did the Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus episode, I actually kind of finally started to get into a lot of the Pokemon games like uh, Brilliant Diamond and Let's Go Pikachu. I, I kind of I went ahead and bought those because, you know, fuck it. I got I got tax money and I wanted to spend it on a bunch of games. So <laughs> that a bill, y'all. <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 been a lot of it. Is uh, like Fire Emblem and and, and Pokemon. Uh, also, Dying Light. Uh, I went ahead and got. Mm. I repurchased Dying Light on the Switch, and uh, I want to do an episode on Dying Light too. So I, I have actually been playing the both of those. My buddy's been playing that game a lot. He's been recommending it and wanting me to play with him. And I'm like, bro, I don't know about that because I like I played Dying Light and I it, I I think I beat the entire game. But that that's a difficult game if you don't have like complete zeroed in tactical focus like as True. compared to like the game we're about to talk about that's like you have to have focus but it's a different kind of focus uh pun i didn't even realize <laughs> that <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i'm just not ready to like dedicate a tactical focus right now like bruh i haven't done that in a while so i'm like i'm rusty like i'm just now picking up some skills that i haven't had in a while from playing horizons and you know playing jedi fallen order so i'm like mm, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> right but anyway, in the world of news, uh, one there's a lot of news. There's a lot. Point I wanted to to uh, to to bring up that uh, kind of relates to uh, something I mentioned a little bit earlier. But it's actually some sad news. The the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS virtual console and uh, their entire eShops, in fact, are going to be closing as of March or May of this year. You won't yeah. be able to, 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 to buy anything anymore. Um, until next year, you can still redeem codes and whatnot, but uh, eventually it'll, be, it'll get to the point where you can only be, you'll only be able to re-download what you've already purchased. So go ahead, and if you haven't already, get whatever you need to get out, especially virtual console titles. I recommend, I mean, you can pick a lot of them up for 10, 15, 20 bucks, depending on what it is. They're cheap as hell. Uh, go ahead and stock up on virtual console titles because uh, the Wii U and the 3DS both have expansive virtual console libraries that are just not on the Switch right now. I mean, you got GPA yeah. games, Nintendo DS games, uh, a far bigger Nintendo 64 library than what's currently available. So, and, and it, the Wii U even has like TurboGrafx and shit. Like some, uh, I even saw like fucking Game Gear. So I mean, there's a lot of obscure shit that you can get on those virtual console libraries, and I highly recommend it. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of the uh, the Fire Emblem games, and you know there won't be a legal way to play those games for a while. The closure of the eShop. So yeah, <laughs> and I think they're gonna like they're eventually gonna 
port everything over. I think that's why they're completely closing the shop so they can do that. Um, I also, since we're on the uh, the news of Nintendo, um, y'all know that Ash's favorite freaking game in the entire face of this planet is Majora's Mask, and that is coming to um, Nintendo here soon on the Switch um, on the same day as Elden Ring lo- Ring's launch. So I'm super excited for that because um, I know Ash is going to play through it like 10 times. That's I, I am. <laughs> I've been waiting for it to come out on Switch. It was announced along with the other 64 games, but they said that it was coming out later. I haven't really benefited much from the Nintendo 64 lineup so far that they've brought up on Switch, mostly because, like, okay, you got Ocarina of Time, but I already have Ocarina of Time 3D, which is the better version of the game. I mean, I guess you can play it on a bigger screen, but I have a Switch Lite anyway. Yeah. And I heard that the emulation is not that great. Super Mario 64, well, fuck, I already got Super Mario All-Stars. Um, I was happy to, to finally get to play Paper Mario, but my dumbass bought it on the Wii U not too long ago. So I keep buying games and then I come and then like, uh, like a few weeks later, they release a, they release it on, on the switch and I'm like, I get yeah. so angry about it. I'm like, why? Like I bought, I bought the all-stars cause I wanted to play Mario Sunshine and I was about to buy it individually and I was like, fuck yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot better game on the switch anyway. So I was super, super excited for that. Um, before you get into actually no let's go ahead and finish the nintendo news because i have some big news that i wanted to talk about because gamer bros are freaking out about this so let's finish nintendo and then we can uh, get to my juicy juicy little bit here well we teased it a little bit the nintendo direct just came out um for a lot of people that they're not going to be super excited about everything i mean we didn't really get any like zelda or metroid news or major yeah. mario game but uh we do we are getting fire emblem warriors three hopes so i actually uh, i have fire emblem warriors i got it on the switch that's one of the other titles i got along with three houses which is the most recent game to come out um this is going to be kind of like nintendo's answer to uh age of calamity with uh yeah Oh, sorry, I guess I should say Intelligent Systems answer to Nintendo's Age of Calamity. So they decided to do uh, not only a Warriors spinoff crossover with Zelda, but then do one that ties into the latest game that came out on Switch, Breath of the Wild. It's an actual prequel to it slash alternate reality. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes appears to be the same thing. We had Fire Emblem Warriors, which kind of covers the whole series. Three Hopes seems to tie into uh, and be, uh, I think, a sequel to Three Houses. So uh, that was kind of honestly the best route for them to go. I'm a little disappointed by the uh, the roster of the regular Fire Emblem Warriors game, though. So like, I hope that we get a Hyrule Warriors 2. I do hope we get a true like Fire Emblem Warriors 2 and kind of go all over the series because there's a few games that aren't being represented uh, yet. But either way, that that's really exciting. I mean, we got a new Mario Strikers game. I've never really been gotten into like the Mario sports yeah, games, but... I- um, I am super excited for the for the Nintendo Sports to come though, because like Nintendo I'm Switch Sports, yes, yes, like that was like one of my favorite things of childhood was playing on the Wii and playing freaking tennis because I played a lot of tennis as a kid. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Um, also, we're getting a whole a whole just meal from Nintendo. They're giving us the entire. What is it? Track set now? I think it's every track that's ever been on Mario Kart on on Mario Kart 8. We're getting a full DLC. Yeah. And it's only 25 bucks. Like, okay, Nintendo, thank you for giving me a whole ass meal. I Mario Kart that. 8 Deluxe DLC. Who would have guessed that a game that came out on Wii U would be still getting DLC in its enhanced port? But fuck I it. Mean, I think Skyrim still gets DLC and it's fucking 
older than molasses now, so it's fine. <laughs> well, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe appears to be Nintendo's uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate of the Mario Kart games. They kind of want to throw mm-hmm. everything all into one, and that's kind of why I think that maybe the next Mario Kart entry, they might kind of make it do a little departure. Maybe a sequel to Double Dash would be cool. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Um, so, you know, kind of establishing Mario Kart as, as like the de facto Mario Kart game that features, you know, the uh, improved modern mechanics and, and controls, but with like every character and track that you can get, I think is definitely the right way to go. And that way Coconut they don't have to, to do a Mario Kart 9 for quite a while. You know, like I said, do something a little bit different with the next Mario Kart entry. I'm so fucking excited for Coconut Mall. That was my favorite book. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I'll, like I'm just sitting there in bed with Alan, and I see this news come out, and I literally just start going like, "Yes!" And he's like, "What the? F- what? What? It's ten o'clock at night. What?" And I was like, "Coconut Mall." <laughs> he's like, oh my god! But yeah, the booster course pass. What forty-eight new tracks that they're adding? I cannot wait. I'm gonna be playing Mario Kart for the rest of my freaking life, and I don't even give a shit. Fuck it. Who doesn't want to play Mario Kart? People still go back to Mario. I, I hear people still pull out like Mario Kart DS or Mario Kart 7 some from time to time. You know, I don't really see the need to that. I think Mario Kart 8 kind of is just objectively the, the best entry. Um, unless you like really like the mechanics of Double Dash or something. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited about that. What else from the Nintendo Direct? Um, I think there's, let's see, there's Majora's Mask coming out. Earthbound um, got added to the uh, Nintendo Switch uh, SNES library. Again, kind of disappointing because I just bought Earthbound on the 3DS. Like a dumbass. Because I, I, I really wanted to play those games. I'd never played Earthbound. And I wanted to kind of get into the Earthbound slash Mother series. So I got Earthbound. Oh. But we're getting Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. What's that? You look sound like you had something. I forgot until I just... Uh, no Man's Sky is coming to the Switch. And yes! I play a lot of No Man's Sky. And my original Galaxy is like fucking shit like i could not get much progress like i'd literally have to travel with alan and we would play together so i could progress so i'm excited to start anew and maybe get a better fucking first home world same so i haven't touched no man's sky since we did our episode on it and oh my god i'm so i love 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 no man's sky yeah (laughs) um so i'm fucking stoked for that i think that's it really i think we've covered pretty much everything on the nintendo direct I mean, there's a new Kirby game coming out, Xenoblade oh, yeah, Chronicles yeah. 3. Yeah. I haven't gotten into the Xenoblade series, but I would like to. And, and apparently Xenoblade Chronicles X is going to be forever lost to the world if you don't purchase it on the Wii U now. So I'm oh um, probably, probably going to do that. I think we're getting a Chrono Cross uh, remaster or remake. Oh, and Portal's coming to um, the Switch. There, there are a lot of games that were that were on like other consoles that they're just like, fuck it. Like we're going to put it on the switch because why not? Like, like Plague Tale just randomly, like we're going to put a cloud version on the switch. Fuck it. I'm like, okay, like that. Okay. Nintendo. That's random, but all right. Dying Light 2 is still coming to Switch. It hasn't come yes. out yet. They don't even have a release date yet for it, I don't think. But they are doing a cloud-based version of Dying Light 2. and um, that, That's impressive. That's actually yeah. impressive to have a I game like that's, that's coming really out on hard. the PS5 and on the yeah. Xbox Series S and X. Like, yeah. And that, and that shows that Nintendo has some balls because I feel like it's very hard to take a whole game, you know, that's 60, 70, you know, to 100 gigabytes and compress that make a cloud version that's playable on a console that's completely different. Cause like, that's something that a lot of people don't really understand about like a lot of this cross play is you have to make 
two completely different platforms communicate, right? Which is very, very hard between Microsoft and PlayStation because they fight so hard to have their so hard to have their own individuality and have their own kind of operating system that to make them to communicate it makes the systems butt heads. So for them to take this whole entire game that's a couple of you know consoles and compress that, move it into Nintendo's you know own type of style and make it mobile, wow! Like Nintendo is doing some shit. Cloud-based is the way to go. I mean, I really think that Nintendo, if they want to compete with other games, and uh, obviously Nintendo's always going to have its own share in the market because of their exclusives, but being able to have games that are coming out, not just from one, two generations ago, like Switch has been been doing picking up games like that but now also having like new like current Current generation games games come out is really impressive and and if if they can do that via cloud technology more power to them uh speaking of mobile gaming uh slash like like hybrid more mobile gaming the steam deck came out yes yes and i kind of want to get my hands on one actually because thinking about it now there are so many like uh pc games that i'm missing out on uh being Mm -hmm. able to have access to the entire steam library and being able to play that on the go especially since my ps4 has been giving me issues more on that later (laughs) (laughs) and and ps5 i wanted to get one with my taxes i honestly did yeah i i I was fully prepared to go ahead and do it because i was like fuck my ps4 is giving me issues it's time you can't even get one it's so cute alan said he wanted to buy me the horizon one and i was like you're gonna make me fucking ball my eyes out right now bro he's like i've been looking for months i was like (laughs) but you have to be on the list and if you get it anywhere other than sony they they'll charge you fucking like 800 to a thousand dollars for it uh even from fucking walmart yeah i looked at the local best buy and they said that they haven't been able to order one since the the since the pre-orders came and this is like the one that we're closest to is in san antonio and it's one of the bigger Best Buy stores, and they can't even get it. And they Isn't get it been over a year privileges. since the PS5 was released. Yes, yes. Like, and Sony, I'm get your shit together, because even Xbox, you you can you can get a Series S or a Series X if mm-hmm. you want one. Yeah, but... our our buddy just got one. Oh, I wanted to say before we get away from Nintendo, I wanted to yeah. read this little excerpt from Polygon, which is uh, they did a review of the Nintendo Direct. Huh. Kirby's newest 3D platforming adventure is the Switch's next major release, launching March 25th. Nintendo highlighted the game with one more trailer showing Kirby's even more voracious appetite. He's able to swallow a car in a vending machine. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, y'all, I imagine Kirby gives pretty good head. I fucking love Kirby, so please don't make him like that for me. <laughs> I had to go there. That was that was but no, like uh, I'd love to get back into the I I'd love to get into the Kirby series. It's one of those things that's like I, I played Kirby. I played I play as Kirby. He's one of my favorite characters in Smash. I've just I've yes. never really played Kirby games. I main Kirby all the time. If I'm playing Smash, I'm going to main Kirby because, like, you can imitate. You can fucking just do that little air punch. Fucking love that shit. He's just an aggressive little pink ball, and that's that's me. That's me. But uh, it, it, I'm it, an aggressive it, little ball. <laughs> an aggressive little ball. <laughs> Anything to add to the, uh, the news segment? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to talk about it. We're doing it. Um, Sony just recently acquired a big boy. They acquired Bungie. Oh, yeah. About that. That's really interesting because, I mean, Microsoft is uh, acquiring a lot of new properties and, 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 you know, Bungie is famous for for working with Microsoft. I don't know if they were ever a subsidiary, but they closely worked. Destiny and Halo. Yeah, they closely worked alongside them. So kind of is kind of like a fuck you. It's kind of like a revenge uh, it's kind of like a revenge fuck, you know, like <laughs> that's what yeah. they're doing, no, you know? But for real though, but like gaming bros are so excited because like 
does this mean that if Sony acquires it, like, are we going to see Master Chief again in a different sense? Are we going to get to see, like, an alternative story that maybe Sony could have thought of? Because, like, you got to think, like, Sony is very well known for their way to just captivate, like, there's all of their studios captivate you and give you this amazing story. Like, a lot of the games that we talk about are PlayStation exclusives because they just grip you. So I'm excited to see, because I've only played a little bit of the Halo. Please don't come for me, guys. I was not allowed to play Xbox. We've gone over this. I was a PlayStation kid. But for me, gaming is gaming now. Um, to see him in a different light would be super cool. Um, also, I, I know that a lot of Destiny fans are pretty excited because they might be able to get some different content. I personally, again, I shoot me. Um, I have never played Destiny. I've never been able to get into it. Um, it's just not, it just doesn't really seem like my style of game, um, especially after, you know, I picked up um, Anthem because it's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's kind of, you know, like based on Destiny. And I was so disappointed by that and disappointed by that game that it made me kind of fear Destiny. I was like, I'm not ready to be let down like that Aww. because EA fucking hurt me. Like, I. When I picked up that game and it was that bad, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed as a gamer. Like, it was bad. So for me, like, knowing that a game, this was based off of one, I'm like, what kind of fuck-ups can I expect? And I know that's terrible, but that's just because of my, my, you know, what is it? Uh, what I got from Anthem. <laughs> I liked Destiny until they got too cheap to keep using Peter Dinklage, and then they fucking replaced all his lines in the game with somebody else. Don't do Peter Dinklage like that, man. I fucking love Peter Dinklage, man. Like, oh my god. I almost love him as, almost as much as um the guy who plays Willow. What's his name? Oh my god. Why is this? Why is this? Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. That man is an angel. Anyway, we're, we're going on a tangent here, and we're 20 minutes into this, and we haven't even talked about Horizon Zero Dawn yet. I know. We have so much stuff going on, though. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. This is this is, this is, this is the way. This is the way. Um, Damn you. Why'd you have to bring up Star Wars? All right, Megan. This is your pick. Go. So yes. go ahead and talk to me about why you wanted to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Why is this what you once told me your favorite video game? Okay. So, um... This game is just, God, there's so much to it. And I was actually talking to a friend a couple weeks ago about how, you know, my New Year's resolution is to get back into gaming because I've kind of fallen out of love with it because of, you know, outside resources um, affecting, you know, just me as a person. And, you know, my friend was like, well, you know, before you get back into gaming, why don't we talk about it? And, you know, tell me, you know, what game would you recommend for anybody who, you know, doesn't really know where to go? And this was the first game that came to mind. This is one of my top five, probably my favorite game of all time, honestly, like even above Skyrim and everything, just because it's so different. And this game is going to change the way that we see games. And I already know that this is going to be the same way with the sequel, because this woman, Aloy, is just this amazing, strong just vivacious character who just makes everything her own and she's very inspiring and I love that and there's so many elements to this that I think were so individual and something that just from the moment I picked up the game I and mind you guys this game came out in 2017 I rented this game on Redbox on a whim because of a breakup and uh, I ended up falling in love with it. And I forgot to turn the red box. And I still have the original game in the red box case. Um, there's just so much the breakup to love about that I'm it. thinking of. Yes, it's the breakup that you're the ash was. Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the time frame and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, this, this is just, if, if I were to recommend a game for somebody who has a PlayStation, this is my first pick. And I, I wish that, you know, our Xbox, you know, listeners, I, I wish that you would, you know, consider maybe picking up a used PlayStation just to have the experience of this game, because there is nothing like Aloy and her story. Well, you don't and have I to, think it's on it's PC. Something... Yeah, I mean, you can also play it on PC now. I, I forget about that, honestly, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not a PC gamer yet, and I'm working on it. I'm actually planning on um, building a PC, so if anybody has any recommendations, please let me know. Um, but yeah, I just, there's so much to talk about, and there's so much to unpack, and I just wanted to talk to you about it, because this is the game that made me especially recently fall back in love with gaming and just make me just want to play everything and compare and contrast to Aloy's story. Cause I just fucking love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to agree. I mean, and, and that's perfect. That's actually beautiful that not only has this gotten you into gaming back into gaming once, but twice now Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I feel like, See, see, my thing with Horizon Zero Dawn is whenever I first played it, I was completely enthralled by it. I played several hours of it at a time, but for some reason, it's an easy game to fall off of. But then when yes. you jump back into the world, you instantly fall in love with it again. And I experienced mm-hmm. that this time. See, my first playthrough of the game, I had gotten all the way up to, uh, well, where you go into, uh, it's actually where you go to, to rescue Ursa. Oh, okay. That was the mission that I was on. Funny story, okay? So I haven't picked up this game in years, right? When I decided to play it again for the podcast, I started over from the beginning. Um, But I have two profiles on my PlayStation. Well, I have more than that. But I have two profiles that I use. I have the Collateral Gaming profile and I have my personal. Um, I was playing this on the Collateral Gaming profile naturally because I'm doing it for the podcast. uh, And also because I already had a playthrough on my other one. So it just made more sense to start it on a different profile. But the other day... I go to play this game because I want to. I want to talk about it, um, and I'm actually at that same part in the story. I'm at. Uh, I'm at the part where where you're about to go rescue Ursa or attempt to. Mm, that part breaks my heart. I know. So anyway, I, I I I load up the game and I'm like, huh. I thought I was already at the area where like you play the mission. I'm a little bit like behind. I gotta go walk over there. But it's it's like okay, no big deal. Um, I'll go ahead and, uh, and I'll just, I'll, I'll just walk over there. I mean, it makes sense. I probably just, you know, that this is where the last point the game saved, uh, the last campfire I was at or whatever. So I go all the way up there and I'm a little weirded out because I'm like, I don't remember having bought the shadow hunter bow. Like, (laughs) why is this in my cat in in, in my inventory or, you know, and, and I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, and I've, I've got to like recraft everything too. And I'm, you know, and I'm trying to go about it stealth wise. So every time I, I mess up, yes. you know, I, I reload and I have to like, I have to re uh, equip what items I want and, and craft what I want. But anyway, so my PS4 shuts off inevitably as has been happening lately while playing this game. More on that later. <clears throat> so anyway, I, I give up, decide fuck it. And when I pick up the game next time, I go ahead and load my regular profile and this time it does uh, it does bring me back to the area where the mission was at and all of a sudden I don't have a shadow hunter bow in my inventory and now I'm really weirded out and then I go wait a second did I load my personal profile this game <laughs> so as it happened <laughs> I happened to be at the exact point in the game like almost exactly you know the only difference being I hadn't walked over to that to, the, to that quest point yet but I was nearby it yeah and so like I was at the exact same point in the game practically uh, whenever I mistakenly got on my other profile, so funny enough, that's actually my old drop-off point too. Really? 
Yes, I was looking through and I looked at what level I was on that profile and I was like, let me load it up because I, I was wanting to play this game, um, you know, have a playthrough on it. So I have, you know, more recent, you know, kind of memories. And I like to, even if I've played a game, have a playthrough of it before we talk about it on the podcast. And I loaded that one and I was like, oh, wow, like I was actually pretty far in the game on my last playthrough. It was it was the exact same spot. And I think I was literally like wielding like the Shadow Hunter bow, funny enough. Like, that's fucking weird. I And I was just thinking about that while you were talking about it. I was like, I think I stopped at the exact same spot in my last playthrough from, like, 2020 or some shit, like, when quarantine started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the last time I played this was definitely actually pre-pandemic. I remember I was still with Brianna at the time. I don't think, you know, you never met Brianna, but she was... The, I don't think so. She was the chick. Uh, you might have seen her on social media because I was with this chick for, like, two years, and I lived with her. But uh, anyway... Yeah, I was with her at the time, and I I was I, I only had access to the PlayStation at certain points because it was both me and Dakota's PlayStation. We both kind of shared it. We got it for Christmas together. Both of us sort of pitched in money towards it as well. It was one of those weird nice. gifts where we actually pitched in money towards it, but it's what we really wanted. So yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, we kind of have equal ownership of it. Uh, the good news is that uh, Lillian has a PS4, and I have a PS4 now, so no issues. But back then, you know, I would p- t- have the game over, and I decided to go ahead and pick up backup horizon because i hadn't played it in a little while yeah I, I was that was the last time i played the game see that must have been well it wouldn't have been too long after the game actually came out to be honest with you probably like 2018 then it probably was like yeah it was probably like 2018 is what i'm thinking um the game came out in 2017 i remember uh and i think i got it right around the time that it launched i think because dakota bought it if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah i i, I rented the game like I saw it because, like, Redbox, there's one, like, out in uh, our hometown that's um that has, like, you know, it tells you when the game was released. And I think it was, like, two or three months old at the time. And there wasn't really a lot of talk about it. You know, this was, you know, back in 2017 before, you know, games were, like, overly hyped for everything, like, every fucking moment. So, you know, I'd, I'd heard a couple things, but I was like, yeah, sure, fuck it, I'll pick it up. And I ended up falling in love with it. But yeah, like like you said, you know, it was just like something that I was like, eh. And then it became like one of literally my favorite games ever. So it was like on a whim kind of thing that I decided to play it. And now I'm like, Horizon, Aloy. <laughs> you know, this game manages to make itself feel completely different at d- depending on where you are in the story when you play it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I will say this game has one of the best openings I've ever seen in a video game. Uh, and if there mm-hmm. was anything, I'm just mildly... Not as not as stoked about with Horizon Forbidden West so far. It's that it just doesn't open nearly as well as this one does. Because this one just opens phenomenally. Well, also, um, Guerrilla Games. When I when I read about this game, when I started, because you know how I get whenever I get into something, like I research every freaking detail. Guerrilla Games was not expecting this game to be received as well as it was. Yeah. Um. So I think the fact that it became such a monumental game kind of shook them to the core and they were really, really wanting this one to pan out. Like the theatrics of Aloy going from a little girl to this big, beautiful woman in that scene where she rolls is one of the best moments in gaming I've seen personally. That is the most amazing opening sequence. It's a great part to add into the title and it's just, it's so beautiful and there's a lot of aspects in that and just that scene alone that I could pick apart and break down because it's just, you know, the way that he's teaching her everything, you know, Rost is and how, you know, she becomes like Rost. this wo- woman warrior. What happened? Rost. I'm just, I'm just oh. like, I'm just like I Rost. Said pause. I was like, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, you know, there's a, yeah, there's a data book entry about him in Forbidden West and I, I, I was reading through the summary and I was like, Rost. Uh, I love him. I was I so him. sad about his character. 
but I think it, I think it's fitting. I think honestly, that was the best way for him to go at. You know, yeah. Um, but I just feel so bad for her. But it, anyway, yeah, I love how the game opens up, and you actually follow Eli her entire life. You follow mm-hmm. her from a baby. What looks like I think was actually the day she was she was born no it was not he had had her for a little while maybe maybe a, a couple months and she doesn't look like a newborn no she looks like she's like five six months for sure yeah yeah maybe a, but 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 anyway you you go you know and he goes to to name her and he she's she's this outcast child you have no fucking idea why she doesn't have a mother apparently yeah um, they call her the motherless child the motherless. whenever the kids are picking on her and he is instructed by the like uh by like the 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 priestesses or whatever they are to watch over this child and thus make himself an outcast. He outcasts himself from society to raise her. And he, you know, he's her father figure that raises her whole life, but they have this, this interesting dynamic, this interesting parent child relationship that I think is, is really endearing. I mean, it's, I, I think it's, 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 uh, it's as good as say like Joel and, uh, and, and Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but yes. just within the first like 15, 30 minutes. Well, okay, let's be real. He, it's about the first hour of gameplay. And depending mm-hmm. on how much like side content you do, possibly more. But um, yeah, he, he takes you out. Like, so not only do you see him taking care, like taking you as a baby to go to do this naming ceremony, then you, you, you flash forward a little bit. You play as Aloy as a child, and they give you, they, they, give you this time to introduce you to some of the game's mechanics. It acts as like a tutorial for uh, stealth mm-hmm. and combat. Uh, and, and he shows her as a child how to, how to wield a bow and whatnot. And that's after you explored the fucking ancient ruins and yeah. actually got yeah. to do What's interesting shit. is also in that sequence when you're, when you're in the beginning of the game in, in this world, Aloy and Rost are outcasts. So there is a tribe called the Nora, which is, this is a post, apocalyptic world so it's not like right after the ashes and embers it's it's a while afterwards you know we're almost in like ash and i were talking about it a little bit before the podcast this is like a viking era for these people um so there is a tribe called the nora tribe that is a very well-renowned very religious um group of people and they are outcasts so they are not allowed to communicate they are not allowed to say anything to the nora tribe they are allowed to be on the sacred lands uh, per the clause of of Ross, but and you know they are protected by the Nora tribe, but they are not allowed to speak to each other. Um, so there is this boy named Teb, which everybody will get excited when I say that name because Teb is adorable. <laughs> um, which Teb is just a name by Aloy. No one can freaking deny that he's is in he, love with her. Is he another um, one of her suitors? I mean, you've got him. Yes. And Varl. Have you and seen her? She can get it. Any man. The fucking Sun like, King Avad. Yeah, he's like that. That could be Bay, and she's, she's like, basically, "Fuck you, I'm a dinosaur fighting woman." And she's basically like, "I'm not going to be your rebound, bro." Or at least that's one of the dialogue <laughs> options you get to select. She rejects it no matter much, what you yeah. do. But I think yeah. I think I do like that you get a chance to uh, to to uh, decide what options that you're going to pick whenever you you uh, can. She has different dialogue options. They don't affect yeah. the story very much. I the don't believe. Players get a little bit of choice on what comes out of Aloy's mouth when and it comes to important things like that. They all fill in character, but you have a choice to be a little bit more aggressive, to pick a more intellectual approach, or to be more compassionate. I lean towards the mm-hmm. intellectual choices, but where it's necessary, where I think it's 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 well deserved, you know, I'll go yes. ahead and go for kind of the, the the love option or the compassionate option with people that I care about, you know. But uh, I do like. How you I get did a little with bit the Nora dude. You did what? I don't know if you remember the beginning of the game, the side quest where he's like losing his mind and he has like he says like the voices or whatever. I use the compassionate option with him because he's just think, a lost soul, poor thing. I think so too. Um, I remember though the, the very first option they give you, I picked I picked the brainy choice, and that was right around I the point you. that you meet Teb, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So going back to that. So there's this boy named Teb and he's running through the Nora Brave Trails, which basically um, as kids come into age, they can train to become a Nora Brave, which is their version of a warrior. Um, So he's running along these trails doing his thing and he falls right onto a plane where there is a bunch of these machines. You know, they call them monsters. They call them, you know, whatever. But a lot of the times the reference is machines. So there's lots of striders, which are horse-like and watchers, which are like little velociraptors. so he falls in there, and this is after Aloy has gone into the ruins and gets what's called a focus, which is a very, very important aspect of this game. And something that I find super fucking cool, especially because you get the sound on your controller um, if you if you don't turn that option off. Um, so you you see Tev fall, and you know this this part picks up right after the beginning of the game where she falls into these ruins, and Ross is like, leave that plaything alone. You know, you need to you need to train. You know, we need to we need to you know ensure our survival. Pretty much is what he's saying. You know, he's like a father figure to her, so he's worried for her. Um, and she's like, no, no, no. Like I've seen this boy fall, and I can save him. And this is one of the first times that you really get to see this dynamic of outcast and brave, and you know, start to get a pickup of the lore and the reason why they're treated the way that they are. And and, and you- one of the things that I also get not to cut you off but you also get kind of a, a sense of Aloy's own agency in the game which is exploring yes. you know yes yeah um so you know you get to sneak through on um, these watchers and these striders which don't even fucking acknowledge you i'm sure that they're just there for show um but the watchers are there obviously um and you you go save this boy teb and he's like trying to talk to you he's like thank you thank you like you saved my life and they're like don't talk to that outcast girl and i love that you know the first two hours in the game you're already getting there's so much there you know you get your tutorial sequence where you get to sneak through the long grass you know you get to um see the dynamic between Aloy and Ross and you get to see the dynamic between Aloy and other NPCs that, you know, something that's, that's not really something you see in a lot of games, you know, Yeah. comparing this to like, you know, um, Skyrim, for example, you know, is something that I use a lot as a reference point or mass effect, or even, you know, just something that's kind of post-apocalyptic, um, you know, um, like the last of us, you know, like no one gets treated the way that Aloy does. And I think that's such a strong point to add to her character. Um, especially as you come towards the end of the game, um, is, is she's always been treated like an outsider, not only because of the tribe that she's in, but because of the focus on her ear, which is basically just like the coolest fucking earbud in existence, by the way, that thing is so cool. Like you can scan creatures and you can, you know, find audio logs and photos and stuff like that. You can even see, I don't remember the name of the stadium, but it's in Utah. I believe is you can see an actual cutout of the, of the baseball stadium. Yeah. They use real life locations. That's my favorite data point. So apparently uh, horizons open world takes place in kind of a very condensed version of Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah. Uh, This is uh, the 31st century. I don't know when the downfall of humankind happened, but it seems to be in the 2068, I think. It, 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 it seemed to be in the, in the not too distant future from our own time. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. like people still kind of have, uh, it, it's actually really funny. If you go and check out the lore and go read like these data points. Um, I even found this, like this one, uh, this one like article or, or podcast or something where the dude sounded exactly like an Alex Jones type character. Just this, like, that's so wild. Like this, like uh, ultra conservative, like, Oh, the media is trying to, blah, 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 and, you know, I just I I thought it was really funny. So it's 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 a world that's not too far from home, and I'm talking about the background world that was lost, the old ones. Yeah. But yeah, a world that had world. technology like advanced robots um, that apparently were created by an AI. I mean, all this was mm-hmm. designed completely by uh, an, an AI, and it's a story about. Uh, 
uh, AI like subroutine gaining some kind of like like uh, sentience and and like going against it. it it's a really complex story and it all ties into who Aloy is you know you th- you see this woman mm-hmm. Elizabeth Sobat who's supposed to be her mother well turns out she's a genetic clone of her like okay that mm-hmm. makes sense now it's like why why is this woman yeah. who appears to be from this time but that also lets you know that. Aloy could very well have been a uh, uh, in the right environment. She has the capacity to be this like scientific engineering genius. Yeah, she could have been like the Steve Jobs of that time. For sure, she was of her own time, yeah. you know. And and so yeah. like that's 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 what we're looking at. What I like about Aloy is that she's one of the only characters in this world that genuinely questions reality. I mean, I think part of 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 Rost's upbringing is to blame for that, but at the same time, she went beyond him and she knew things. You know, well, why mm-hmm. don't we go? into these areas if these are tools that we can use you know what is the reason why we have to do this you know ross still believed Mm -hmm. in the tribe and if anything aloy actually ends up uh rejecting the tribe really i mean i I haven't played all the way through the game but i mean she she kind of just seems to be okay well i'm the seeker but you know like if I wasn't given the blessing to do this, I would have done this anyway. Like, fuck you guys, honestly. <laughs> well, she does. She does. So, so um, I hate to spoil it for you, but it is something very important to talk about. So in the, in towards the end, she actually goes into the mountain and she opens the doors. Um, she has a hold of Gaia and, you know, they, they, they're like, Oh my God, you have access to the heart of the mother. And, you know, they freak out and they start praising her. And she's like, my entire fucking life, you kicked me out because I came out of this mountain. And now you want to praise me? She rejects them completely. She's like, you can pick out certain Nora to come help me defeat Hades. But other than that, find me in Meridian. Like, she kicks them out. Like, she The few, like, cool people she met along the journey that, like, accepted her even when she was not accepted, those are the people that she vibes with and she's cool Mm -hmm. with. And she respects, you know people that are warriors, people that have strong minds like her own, you know. Uh, like Varl. Like mm-hmm. Varl, you know. And and so I think that that's important. But Aloy herself is a very interesting character because in a world of this, like, pantheistic religion where people worship the goddess, she's a skeptic. She's an agnostic, maybe, and an atheist. Um, she's She is a, a scientific, she's a woman of science in this world where that's unheard of. She immediately understands that, okay, this voice that's speaking to you isn't a goddess. Yes. It's a machine. It's it's you're just worshiping it and because you don't understand what it is and she very quickly picks up on that and she doesn't go around being like a like an atheist bro trying to like shit on everyone she just kind mm-hmm. of you know kind of keeps it to herself and and, and she doesn't she doesn't quite, isn't quite sure how to break that to people i mean you even see that at the beginning of forbidden west with varl someone she cares about and she's trying to find a soft way to break it to him that like okay like your entire belief system's a fucking lie <laughs> yes yes and I and I love the, the the dynamics that that are in this game because and, and this is something that was talked about recently, um, you know, right right as the release is coming for for Horizon Bit, Forbidden West. Like, there's a lot of basement bros that are really upset that you can zoom in and see peach fuzz on Aloy's face. Tell I'm me like, you've never you... been close to a woman's face without telling me you've never been close Facts. to a woman's Tell face. Tell me you've never been fucking laid and you have testic- testicular hypofunction. Please, yes. please elaborate. <laughs> like my God, like. You really think this woman's going to be like, mm, yeah, let me just shave my legs before I have to fight this fucking Thunderjaw. No! They'd be like the same type of dude that's like females. Yeah, <laughs> these females, man. Like, uh. shut up, basement bro. No one asked you. <laughs> like, like I, and she's this powerful. Like, I mean, this woman commands 
your presence to be on her like and and to see her like she is always seen not only for the negative aspect but for the positive aspect she's really good at being inspiring in her own way and bringing people together and that's something that I love about Aloy because she's just this enigma of herself and she's this strong powerful character that you get to follow and and she just rejects these men like like I just you go baby like like you go. She's a strong, like, independent woman. She doesn't have time for love right now. She don't need no man. I don't know. I, I period. I, I kind of headcanon her as kind of queer, but you know, like I, that would be hot though. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I feel like she could kind of go either way. It would be cool yeah. if uh, I don't, you know, this. I don't think that this is a feature that's been announced, and I definitely haven't played it far. But to get like romance options in Forbidden West would be cool. It's probably not a thing, otherwise they would have mentioned it. But maybe in the next game, I don't know. I I would like to have a little bit of agency with that. Yeah. Well, something also. Um, I mean, it being an action RPG and all, it wouldn't be unheard of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Commander Shepard. You have like eight romance options, and then everybody's going to Garrus, and he just says, "Let me go check some calibrations." Like, fuck you. <laughs> or even like Assassin's Creed has started doing that. You know, of all things. Um, yeah. And, and this game actually it does have you know in terms of like the stealth combat and whatnot. I mean, it does pick up some some cues from games like that. But uh, what really sucks about this game, I think, I think the thing that causes it to be most overlooked, other than the fact that maybe the developers didn't have as big of a budget as they could have, or could have invested as much as they they really were planning on but like you know jedi fallen order this was just kind of that hidden gem anyway but uh just you know in addition to that i think a lot of people drew a lot of unfavorable comparisons with another open world game with a focus on stealth and bow combat with uh ancient futuristic technology incorporated that came out in the same year <laughs> mm-hmm Everybody was, and that's something that, like, I remember talking about with my friends, and they're like, Megan, like, why do you talk about this game so much? And they're like, you know, like, this this game is just a playoff on, on Breath of the Wild. And I was like, huh? Did they come out, what? like, a month apart, too? Like, this came out they in did. February, and Breath of the Wild they came did. out in March. And the thing mm-hmm. you got to understand is, is it is it cool that Breath of the Wild has those cool little realistic uh, touches, like you can light the grass on fire and it behaves like it's supposed to and whatnot? Yes, absolutely. Horizon Forbid- or Horizon Forbid- Horizon Zero Dawn isn't going for that style. You can't draw a comparison with a game that's a different type of game. I mean, yes, it's yes. open world. You know, and some of the mechanics are similar, but that's about where the similarities end. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is an action RPG. Well, also, the aspects are so different. Like, the details are different in a different way. Like, for example, you see a lot of the Noras using pieces of the machines as... um, as pieces of their armor and they weld it together with their netting and stuff. That's the kind of detail that you see in this game that you're not going to see in fucking Zelda. It's not, they're nowhere near the same hot take. I think this game has a better story than breath of the wild does. And I say that with breath of the wild being one of my favorite video games of all time, but Mm -hmm. you know, it was a little bit weak compared to other Zelda stories. This is a good story. This is HBO, uh, quality like this is this is yes uh this yeah. is this is a, a game series that could easily be made into a movie or tv series this, this mm-hmm. has that same level of quality i think it uh, does. That we it could does. see it along with up there with like the witcher and uh the new last of us that's coming out <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which pedro pascal is in it oh my god yes, <laughs> and he's joel and i didn't i didn't know that i needed that casting in my life but i actually do I uh, I just saw a photo of daddy. him on set, and I was so excited. Pedro Pascal is daddy for everybody. Buys, queers, everyone. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
The massacre was only the beginning. Who did this to us? Who attacked the tribe? All we can do is pray to the goddess. No. Praying won't save us. We have to find the killers. So you will have to leave the sacred land. Where the trail leads, I will go. Aloy of the Nora, what brings you to Meridian? There's a threat to us all. Men in masks, raising up ancient machines. And I've seen their leader. From the depths, I will raise an army. A storm of shadows to take back what's ours. What you doing to them? Taking control. You can see the corruption coming off them like smoke. You've come a long way since the Citadel, Aloy. Who are you? An interested party. this what is it the end or how it begins anyway there's so much more to discover before the world ends I just, there's, God, and, and that's the reason why I was kind of scared to talk about this game, because there is so much lore, there is so much content, there is just, I mean, just playing this game alone, if you're just playing the main story, it's around 60 hours. I mean, when I'm personally playing a playthrough on this game, I will spend three hours alone in the, um, in Mother's Cradle. Literally leveling up to 10 before I even go anywhere near. I would level up to quests before, like, if, if the quest was above my level, I'll go ahead and grind and level up. And I did that. I I, I did that in Mother's Cradle, actually, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before you go kill, what is it? The the cat. What is it called? The, uh, the is it called a saber tooth or something? Sawtooth. Or sawtooth. Sawtooth. Yeah. yeah. So. Cat. This game, like we mentioned before, it has it has an excellent opening. It kind of has a really long opening, actually, because mm -hmm. you you basically have like like at least three or four different three prologue tutorial segments. sequences. Yeah, yeah, you've got like the 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 little girl segment. I mean, you got the opening cutscene, which is just a cutscene with Ross carrying her. Then you've got the the tutorial sequence as a young child introducing you to some of the mechanics, and then you get what's sort of the open world tutorial of the game, which is getting ready for the proving and 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 collecting all these things and being able to go around the map, meeting this kind of actually sweet old lady who wants to oh. abide and not talk to you, but she still talks to you and appreciates you, and you get that yes. that sense. Aloy isn't having it, you know, she's kind of. Uh, I, I think she still has a, a little bit of that hormonal teenager mindset. Um, she's 19, actually, at the time of the proving. So yeah, I th thought that so. makes sense. Yeah. So I think she's she's a little, you know, iffy about it. And she's been treated like shit her whole life. But yeah, yeah. That, that lady, yeah, I think she she was doing her best to, to be good, you know. And 
Uh, I think Aloy's just kind of like, well, think for yourself, and if you understand what's good and what you should do, base your morals off of that, not some mm -hmm. arbitrary rules you set up for yourselves because you thought the voice of the mountain was telling you to. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's also hard because, you know, like, like both of us, I know we've talked about this before. It's very hard to fight religion if you've been brought up into religion, um, yeah. especially because it's like, you know, like, you know, there's sometimes when I get upset when my mom says, I'll pray, you know, I'll pray about it. And I'm like, okay, well, what has God, God done for me? You know, like it, 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 it <laughs> makes me great. very upset. It makes me upset to think about it, you know, cause I've had a lot of, a lot of tough times in the last year. Um, I mean, not Especially, to get, like, all religious out here, but it almost seems like kind of a kind of a scapegoat for, like, you know, something good happened, it was God. Something bad yeah. happened, uh, that wasn't God's will. And it's just well, kind of like... that also <laughs> just upsets me as Christians. Like, like I, I, I don't mean to say this in the worst way, but a lot of the Christians that I've met are so two-faced, and it makes me really upset because you're supposed to be, you know, these loving, caring people, but then you judge somebody for the melanin content in their skin based on their ancestors. And you That's see not that okay. in this game. You see kind yeah. of the, the downside, and you do have some good characters that are uh, mm -hmm. that are, are uh, subjects of their own religious upbringing and, and follow, you know, their rules, but they're good people still. But you also see where it weighs people down. And, you know, I said, mm -hmm. I know plenty of good Christians. We've worked with them before on the podcast. You know, our our friends at Victims and Felons are, 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 are awesome folk, and I know that they, mm -hmm. you know, they don't I represent... Love them. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like you see that. Th th that's really interesting. That actually we can kind of talk about this because I mean that is a theme in this game. It is. There's a lot of there's a lot of theme in this game. There's lots of different um, things that that Horizon approaches in a different aspect. They even carry into a post post apocalyptic world like this. You know, religion. You know, um, what what are what are morals and what are what are rules that you know we've set as a society. You know how how we judge somebody based we live on in a society. We live in yeah. a society, Megan. Bottom text. <laughs> society. <laughs> <laughs> Cue like the Joker meme and like. Some, Is it like... A, B, or C? Yes. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, you know, you see the society where this girl is hated because of the the man that she's raised by, and because she comes out of a fucking mountain as a clone. Like, you know, there's there's lots of there's lots of themes here that that are talked about in this game that you know, especially for me, you know, as as a cisgender white woman you know I, I, i'm gonna bring this up um a lot of times you know people just assume that i'm just this weak tiny little frail person because of what i look like and that happens to everybody you know you see you know a lot of people not me necessarily like i don't care you know i'm not going to judge somebody based on the melanin content in their skin you know that comes from their ancestors that's dumb um a lot of people <laughs> judge people and and you know like Black people get judged, you know, Indians get judged. And, and it's it's like just because of their melanin content, because of their, who their ancestors are, like that's people assume that I'm some weak, you know, tiny little frail woman. Mm. Well, you know what? I, you may not I'm be not, able to not say it. what it seems. You may not have the balls to say it, but I do. Fuck white people. White people suck. Oh, no, fuck suck. white people, for sure. Commit, commit white genocide right now. Kill all the whiteies. Well, I, I saw a TikTok <laughs> the other day that was like, there's, there's, people that are white and people that happen to be white and i feel like i'm the latter <laughs> <laughs> that's actually perfect i love it that, that's so, kind of like a good argument to the oh well you're a black person but not a blank you know like which is a mm -hmm. stupid argument but mm -hmm. I, I love that actually that's great <laughs> yeah i just happen to be white like <laughs> i just happen to i don't be. care I, i'm like, kidding i mean you know obviously we, i think that we should not look into the factor color into uh, into things at all but <laughs> Like one of the most beautiful people in this game is a black man, Varl. I, he Varl. could get it. He is hot. Yeah, like, and he can get it with that with that fucking beard that. that he grows oh, in Forbidden West, and she doesn't like it. Like Aloy, you don't. Aloy, you little puss. 
<laughs> I like that beard. It, it is funny like, that she has an opinion on it, though. Yeah, they they have like a like from what I've seen so far because I, I I haven't picked it up yet. I'm sorry. I'm waiting a little bit. Um, I I heard that there was gonna be a launch of a new edition right after the launch of the game, so I've been waiting for it, but I haven't seen shit. So yeah, I guess I, I'm just gonna pick up the collector's edition. I don't know. Um, but I I've seen a lot of that in the trailer that 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 Varl and Aloy are like this platonic married couple, but they have no romantic interest in each other. It's like that couple that won't divorce, but they have two separate bedrooms kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can fuck whoever you want, but just don't bring them home. Like, okay. All right, that sounds like a good. Uh... But we still married though. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> that sounds like a pretty dope arrangement. I mean, if if you're comfortable with that, whatever. I'm not here to to right? diss on anyone's uh to in anyone's uh, kinks. No, kinks are kinks, man. You gotta just, you just do what you do. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Like. There, there's a lot of a lot of things where it's like, especially when it comes to aspects like we've been talking about. It's like if if Saul wants to change everything around downstairs and become Sally, what what am I gonna say to Fuck to yes. change his mind? Like opinions are like assholes. Everybody, everyone has them. You what 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 are you gonna say in an argument if someone's made up their mind on something that's gonna make them change their mind? If they have their mind set on something, they're gonna fucking do it. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that they're not gonna do it. Doesn't mean that someone's not gonna support them. Why does it matter to you? How is it affecting your life? Yeah, exactly. That's a question there. Exactly. Doesn't matter where you sit on on the spectrum of things. It's like just don't be an asshole. If somebody asks you, "Hey, I want to use this pronoun. I, I, it makes me happier if you do that. I want, I prefer if you call me by this name. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to say no just because you yeah. don't agree? Like, just fucking, do, you know what? Say what you want. Think what you want on your own time. But you yeah. know, like, just respect people. Don't be a dick. <laughs> well at the end of the day like if it like for example my uncle is gay right yeah. and he's you know he's been gay his entire life and my family wholeheartedly supports it <laughs> and you know um it's like at the end of the day you're gonna love somebody regardless of who or what they love and who or what they do yeah i mean my daughter you know for instance i don't care like what she if she i i half expect that one day you know she'll just bring home uh, a, a girl and you know be like hey this is my girlfriend and i'll be like all right yeah. badass as long as you treat her well i love you you're a part of the family exactly you know? i'm a i'm a and- i'm a i'm a walk i'm a walker down the aisle with you if you're that person she ends up with uh but if you break her heart you know i'm gonna kick your ass i'm breaking your neck <laughs> i don't That's care if me. you're a girl you break my girl's heart we're having okay no i'm not gonna get violent um and i i don't condone that at all but you know what i mean i'm gonna i'm no, gonna no, want to kill you <laughs> yeah no i i'm joking i'm joking i would never ever do that if 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 you know my children bought somebody home but you know i would definitely be like you hurt them your mama and i gonna have some words Exactly. But it ain't gonna be good. We're like, gonna go to your like, mom. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. exactly the best way to treat these situations. I think when they're young is just go straight to the parents. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you're 17 and you decided that cheating on your girlfriend is a smart idea because you're on the football team. Mm, I'm gonna have some words with Ooh. your mama. Now that's spicy. Yeah. 17. But yeah. you know you're I just almost a an random adult. age there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just picked a random age. I, I do that. I just spat out random numbers. No, but I'm that would be funny. Stuff. That would be funny as hell. Like if you if you if you still live under your parents' roof and they're like you're still their dependent, by all means, fucking go to their parents. Be that yeah. be that parent. <laughs> yeah, I will be that parent. Like I'm gonna be like, look, your kid's being a fucking dick, bro. Like you need to you, you need to teach them some. Like cheating is not okay. And he did that to my baby, or she did that to my. They did that to my baby. Like, mm-mm, no, ma'am, no, sir, no, whatever you are. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, for real. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I love Ayla quite a bit. I think that she's, uh, she is a very uh, strong, independent character. She, she has uh, a lot of the, the qualities that you know. I, I think any uh, girl growing up, you know, wanting playing video games is going to aspire to. I, I'd love Hazel to play this game when she gets a little bit oh, older. Oh yeah, feel inspired I want by Elena this. to play this game for sure. Yeah, I want her right. To play this one. I mean, she just yeah. has such a strong sense of agency throughout the game. She makes her own decisions. Uh, her ultimate goal is trying to find her mother, right? She wants to know yes. where she came from. And, you know, it, it's she has this this identity arc, and I love that. Um, we talked a little bit about the story. We talked a little bit about the gameplay, and I know we're all running run up on an hour, but... Um, yeah. What what about but what about what, like 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 what about the the nitty gritty here like because for instance you know I like the uh, I, I'm a fan of, of the skill tree I love mm. being able to put perks into you know the uh, the skills that yes. I want Aloy to do because I'm you know I've said this on the podcast before and I know you're probably gonna say the exact same thing as I focused on the <laughs> stealth tree, sneaky sneak <laughs> and then also the machine over overriding tree as well those were yes. kind of my main two um, and so mm-hmm. you know and, and I love how you can cater your play style either way in any situation mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to go in with stealth uh, which a lot of times the like opening cut scene for that mission will usually kind of indicate Aloy's going to try to do or you can fucking break you know havoc I remember this one part when you go to to rescue Ersa there's these machines tied down and you know she kind of implies she's going to use them but what does that mean does that mean you're going to let them loose and 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 raise havoc right away and let them kill off most of the enemies for you or does that mean you're going to use that to your advantage by just leaving them in chains so you don't have to fight them <laughs> yeah well, I know there's one part, I think it's um, right before you go rescue Ursa, it's around that time period in the game, where you can, like, sneak around, or you can just fuck shit up and blow up the machines, and I had one playthrough where I just fuck shit up, and I am a stealth player through and through, and I thought that shit was fucking amazing, <laughs> well, 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 but yeah, well, I am a- Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm a huge stealth player, and I love that you get that aspect in this game, especially when you're doing, like, there's a lot of extra content in this game. Like, you can do cauldrons where you can, you know, you pick up the ability to override more machines. You have the side quests, and you have errands. So one of the side quests that you can do that's kind of like a sub-category is the bandit camps. So you can give more, you know, resources to, to the tribes around you, because it's not all the Nora. You know, there's, there's other tribes. And um, there's Nils. Yeah, oh, God. He is so fucking weird, but he's hot. Honestly, I mean, I kind of like him. I, I, he's He I, he knows what he wants, and he knows what he is, and he's unashamed yes. of it. And it's like, this is this is the reality of, like, uh, this Well, this is like a Dexter in the uh, Horizon universe, yeah. right? This is he's like, like a guy. He's like, death is necessary, but, but, I, but I sometimes find joy in it. Like, he's a he's, fucking psychopath or a sociopath. He's a psychopath, for sure. Yeah, he, no, love, he enjoys killing people, but he's using that to get rid of scum, people that people want to die, and they're not going to bat an eye when you clear a bandit camp. It's actually like better forever. Anti- kind of thing it's so strange it's so weird yeah and he doesn't care for killing machines because there's no there's no joy in that i'm like and, and aloy kind of you know she stands back she's like you know i don't approve of what you're doing but she enlists his help time and time again and then yeah you get the chance to honor him right and, and kill him or and, and battle or whatnot right yeah well i think you can choose to have a duel with him because he's like you're the ultimate like fighter or whatever um, I ended up choosing to let him go on his own path, and he's like, we'll meet again, Aloy. And you can tell that, like, he's fallen for her as well, like every fucking male does, as they should um, <laughs> yes. at the, by, by the end of their um, meetings. Man, all the dudes um, are on here like all the chicks were on uh, Ashitaka and Princess Mononoke. 
For real, though. For real. <laughs> They're like, Ashitaka! Yeah, for real. That is every male. They're like, Aloy. Oh man! <laughs> That's what I said. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of had canon her being a little bit queer. I'd like to see some, like, some uh, female potential romantic interests with her because I, I just, like I kind of get version that version of Sona. Mm, that would be hot. I, yeah, I kind of get that. Um, I kind of get that vibe from her. You know what I mean? But also, you were talking about the nitty gritty. That's something that I did want to bring up in this game. Is there's this beautiful eloquence to Aloy. She's this gorgeous character. She dons these, you know, stunning armor sets. I mean, this armor is. I've seen a few cosplayers do it. I have not seen one in person, but I am on the um, Horizon fan page um, on Facebook. Which, by the way, shout out to everybody on there. They are fucking amazing, and I love the memes that they put on there as well. Sometimes. They're a good Horizon um, shit posting group. I know there's a, a PlayStation exclusive shit. Um, I'm on the, um, I, I don't remember the name of the page off the top of my head, but it's like the, the, like the official fan page pretty much for Facebook. Oh, I like yeah. shit posting pages personally. Like it'll be like horizon something posting. Yeah. It's so it's horizon zero dawn forbidden West. There's 32.6 thousand people on it. Um, and they just talk about everything that they love about, you know, horizon or, you know, they talk about, you know, now forbidden West as well. Um, and that's, that's a great group. Um, but um, going back to the nitty gritty, there's this eloquence and and beauty of Aloy. You know, she's this gorgeous woman with this flowing, gorgeous hair, and she makes combat look like she didn't even break a freaking fingernail. I love that. Um, and then you go from that to this, you know, she has these lure calls and, you know, she'll do these brutal, you know, just sneak attacks and she'll like pretty much decapitate people. But I think that would be a little bit too violent for this game. Um, yeah. There's such an interesting gray line and balance for Aloy where she can go you know from this powerful woman who can lead people to this nitty gritty hiding in the grass lure calling and killing some fucking bandits type shit and I love that fucking love that yeah. also that 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 skill is so underrated the lure call bruh Bruh. Oh, the lure call! Yeah, I get that right away. That's that's one of the very first ones uh, I I uh, I've picked up on in, in both of my playthroughs. But yeah, I, I like how um, we, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. But uh, that there there are multiple openings in this game. You know, after you even get that the open world tutorial segment, so to speak, within the mother's cradle, then you get the proving, and it's like okay, now we have this whole thing. Well, no, before that, you go with Rost to go uh, fight the Sawtooth, and then mm -hmm. you have the proving, and so it's like mm -hmm. there's like four fucking prologue segments in this game slash tutorial segments that show you you know how to okay so here's how to approach stealth here's how to approach most everything in this world you know mm -hmm. here's how to approach big machines that are kind of boss type uh enemies and then like here's how to do uh everything else and, and kind of prove everything that you've learned here's your here's your exam yeah. not <laughs> including the tutorials for the weapons that you can do that are set at a certain level and hunting grounds and hunting grounds yeah i've I haven't really played with the hunting grounds much yet. I I, really? I did one of the tasks, but oh, I did. I did the I and I got into the because it's a side quest. You can go into the hunters guild, and you can kill Red Maw, which is a very th famous thunder jaw that's like wreck some shit. Oh, and that shit. one, honestly, Red Maw is more terrifying than any other thunder jaw. And that is a very 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 fun side quest. And the woman that you get to go with, I can't remember her name right now, but God, she is beautiful. What what's your favorite side quest? Ooh. Or favorite side quest type, I should say, not like, you know, your favorite individual quest, but like, what's what's your favorite like, like of the different types of side quests? <laughs> um, I do like that Hunter's Guild one a lot. Um, 
uh, that or, you know, just helping the Nora people because that's just who I am as a person. Like, you know, you can see that there's a lot of people that are in desperate need of help. And, and you know, Aloy is always up to the task and she helps these people. And, you know, she's like, regardless of the disrespect you give me, I'm still going to treat you like a human. And, and, and I feel like I'm the same way, you know, like even, you know, you just, you disrespect me. That's fine. I'm still going to treat you like a human because everybody to be deserves to be treated that way. But if you, if you completely come off to me, then, you know, we're done. Um, exactly. I, I'm very, I'm very peaceful. And, and I feel like Aloy kind of has the similar aspect, you know, and, and I think that's the reason why I resonate with this game so hard because she's, she's always understanding. And I feel like I'm the same way as well. Like, you know, people come from a place of hatred all the time. You know, they have outside factors that just completely, you know, screw with their life. And I feel like that's one of these things, you know, Aloy's been told that, she, you know, she's this piece of shit human because God forbid she comes out of a mountain and, you know, she's still like, I'm still going to help people. I'm not going to let them, I'm not going to stoop down to their level. And I really Damn like those quests because you can do that. Yeah, no, damn straight. I mean, she's not going to go down there. So I think my favorite side quest type was probably the cauldrons. Uh, you have Cauldrons you know, scare me. They do. They do scare I me. And in this playthrough, I remember playing the first one, and I was like, I think I feel like I had a lot more fun with this before. And I haven't really approached any of the other ones because it was, it, was, it was actually kind of really a challenge. But I do like the challenge. You know, you've, I remember enjoying, like, the parkour segments. And then you usually have a, have a really difficult machine segment. But it allows you to override more types of machine creatures. Yeah, I usually wait until I'm, like, at least 10 levels past before I go into a cauldron because that shit fucks me up every time. And also, I think that's something that um, I should mention is, like, I like to grind a lot on this game and get a lot higher before I go to the next segment. And that's kind of how I am as a gamer in general. I will grind as much as I can to make sure that I'm at that capability because I don't like dying and restarting or having to redo something a bunch. Right. So when it comes to cauldrons, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to level up six or seven levels before I even go near this shit because I already know it's going to fucking piss me off. Like it's going to drive me insane. I hate cauldrons. That's fair. I love this game but I hate cauldrons. <laughs> the nice thing about grinding is not only do you gain experience, but you also gain more materials, and so you can craft more things. I, I, I do enjoy the, the crafting mechanic in this game, uh, being able to quick craft arrows on the fly and other types of weapons uh, to suit the, the, your style of combat is, is really important. Uh, did you have a difficult time with tear blast arrows? I felt like I was frequently missing the materials for tear blast arrows. <laughs> you know, honestly, my favorite ones are the sonic arrows. I don't think I've played the ones with where those. they. Oh, what? That's the best one. Because I'm. Oh, wait, you're not talking about the tear blast, are you? Maybe is that the one that tears off the air? The um components. Yeah. It, it, yes. it, it does. In fact, I think they don't actually do any real damage. They literally are just tear. But they, they there's a little mini explosion, kind of like a sonic boom, and they blow no, everything. No, no, I use that a lot. I use that often, and I use that tactfully, um, especially like on a thunder jaw or something like that. Because if you hit them in a certain spot with the tear blast, it'll actually do a lot of damage. Yeah. Especially on a thunder jaw. Well, yeah, because you break off components, and if you break off components rather than destroying them, then you actually you actually have the opportunity to collect those and to yeah. and, and to be able to use them. Other, but otherwise, if you're just going to kind of go all out, then you can end up destroying the the enemy's uh, components, which in that situation may be the better thing to do if it's a tough enemy. So it's kind of at your call. Do I need to? Am I going to? you know, do more impact damage? Am I going to do more tear type damage? Am I going to focus on this elemental weakness that they have? Yeah. And, and well, something I, I use them on uh, humans a lot, actually. Like if you're going, excuse me, um, to fight up a, a group of bandits, um, 
I'll use a tear blast on them because it'll throw them and it gives them a lot of damage. I, yeah. I, I personally, that's one of my favorites. The sharp shot bow is my favorite weapon. Mine too. That's the one that I upgraded first. Actually, this playthrough, I was like, I'm going to get the shadow sharp shot bow. Um, Cause I like uh, for, first of all, the precision arrows are the only way to do stealth like uh, well in this game. Uh, the, the regular mm -hmm. arrows aren't going to get you very far. Cause even if you headshot some enemies, they still don't kill them if they. Yeah. Especially if they're a brute. Yeah, yeah. So the pre the precision arrows are necessary. Those will kill most enemies with a headshot, and even sometimes without a headshot, it'll still it'll still count as a stealth kill. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the tear blast arrows are really important with fighting off machines. Like when you talk about those storm hawks that you were talking or storm storm hawks, because there's glint hawks and there's storm birds. Storm uh, there's um, so there's storm birds and glint hawks. Storm birds, okay. When you're fighting either one of those, I think those tear blast arrows come in handy because then you can disable some of their attacks, and they're so far away that the precision yes. uh, arrows, well, not the precision arrows, the tear blast arrows, the the sharp shot bow is going to be really your only means of of uh, you know attacking them well enough. Unless, but what I found is that if you start knocking off some of their components and you cause them to like uh, to 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 freeze up, they'll fall down to the ground and you can get a critical hit on those as well. And that's satisfying. Yes. Mm, yes. What's your favorite um what's your favorite creature? What's like, your favorite like, machine? Like, like machine? Um mm -hmm. hmm, that's a good question. So the hardest machine I guess I've, I've faced so far was the Deathbringer. That's as far as I got in my playthrough because my this game is really fucking intensive on the PS4 for some reason and causes it to overheat. You mentioned you yeah. have the exact same issue. So I'm yes. at this part of the game right now where I can't get past an hour of gameplay uh, right now fighting this Deathbringer before my, my fucking... Uh, my ps4 sh shuts off but anyway yeah. that's probably the hardest enemy i face but for my favorite like the most fun to like to like to take out i guess um i think my favorite as far as build wise is probably a strider strider and my favorite to battle is probably the thunderjaw thunderjaw okay yeah um I mean, really, any of the enemies that have like uh, that have elemental weaknesses for me are kind of more satisfying. I always like that type of like you know rock paper scissors type. Of course, this isn't really rock paper scissors type, but I like the like an, 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 you know the advantages that you can have against them. And while you will be blowing up components by doing so, it's an easy way to kill not only them but the surrounding enemies. So I I, I do enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I'll tell you, I don't enjoy fighting shell walkers. They're annoying as I hell. I fucking hate those things. And snap maws. I like snap maws. I you don't do? know why, but I really like, they're easy for me. I like glint hawks, actually. Funny I enough. I didn't like them at first. I avoided them at all costs. But now that I figured out kind of the trick, I, you know. <laughs> you know which ones scare me are, are the tramplers. Scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. But also, that's something that I did. I did want to talk about. I think it's so fucking cool how all of these machines are based on animals. Yes, and, and some of them and even that like actually dinosaurs. ties into a later part in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like the Thunderjaw is a T Rex. The Watchers are Raptors. The tall necks. Um, the long leg is based on the yeah. The tall necks are obviously brontosaurus. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess they could be like giraffes, but you know, I think yeah, yeah, they're much bigger so. than they're much bigger than that. Though. you're right. I think they're brontosaurus. They look more like yeah. one too. The Tall Necks is also one of my favorite side quest missions. Yeah. They're so easy, yeah. but there's a sense of satisfaction of finding a Tall Neck, finding the exact right points that you can jump off of a structure to jump and climb it, and then unlocking yeah. the map. I look forward to mm -hmm. doing that a lot. Yeah, Tall Necks is... I, I forget that that's like a side quest, because I don't really consider that a side quest. I consider that like an essential part of you know the game. Right. Um, 
But um, other than that, you know, like top, I that's a, definitely think the tonics are are one of my favorites. The one I fucking hate and I always avoid because they just piss me off is um, scrappers. scrappers. And I think broadheads are really pretty. They're like big bulls. I like I, if I'm gonna pick a a a, a, a mount, uh, I'd rather have something like a broadhead than like a strider. Yeah, but the the scrappers are annoying. You're right. And what's 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 kind of annoying is that you know those uh, some machines will start scrapping other machines, and so they'll uh, and they kind they really break it down for you in Forbidden West. Different what different machines do like they're like sentry types. There's like these scavenger types, you know. Uh, but like some of like the 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 scrappers I believe will actually start. What's the word? Farming materials out of yeah. machines before you can. So there's and kind returning of returning it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there there's kind of uh, there's uh, an incentive to go ahead and, and knock out you know some of those types of enemies first. And not to mention not to mention what's her name Spear, like that side quest where you have to go and fight the scrappers. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I always climb the ladder and then I take the rope across and then I hide on that cliff. That's oh. like my go-to for that mission for sure, hundred percent. Sometimes I feel like I need better strategies, like, like like with a lot of other types of games. It's 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 stealth way or the highway for me. So if I don't yeah. complete it using stealth, I will reload as many times as I need to in order to get it right. <laughs> oh yeah, I especially like whenever you get out to like the plains areas. It's it's not as like rocky and able to hide as like mothers um, embrace. Um, so for me, I'm literally like skyriming myself and like jumping up the side of a cliff so i don't get hit by something like stalkers fuck them things fucking hate those things oh, and every God. time every time i'm near fucking meridian i'm running by and a fucking stalker sees me and i'm sprinting for my life alerting every fucking monster near me like i i hate stalkers and i i wish you I could use their technology well i mean you kind of can with the the shield well, I actually, I think Forbidden West does have a skill that allows you to use their cloak, but you can't like mm. attack while you're using it or anything. So they're really going all out, and we'll have more to talk about in that uh, Forbidden West episode here. Um, I, yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot to unpack, and and we could probably talk for hours about this game. But I fucking love this game, and there's so much that I, if if you have the capability to be able to get this game especially with the sequel coming out and and Ash and I talked about this right before we started the podcast for for me personally I you know I I've been playing video games for a very long time this is the most I have ever seen PlayStation advertise a game I'm talking there's a there's a statue of Aloy there are you know there's big displays there's a huge display of a new monster in um Australia um right next to the um that that what's it called in melbourne um sydney australia uh i don't know what it's called but the 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 big i don't remember what the it's op- called for the opera life. thing opera yeah. house yeah so there's a huge um new i think it's called like a crawler or something um there's a huge display of that <laughs> i have never seen playstation go so hard for a game and for me as a horizon lover i think that's so amazing and and for for them to go this hard and advertise this much and go so insane means something. That means the PlayStation believes in this game. And I, and I think that it's very, very important that, you know, if, if you have the capability, you should play it. This yeah. is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of game. I, 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 I noticed that a lot of the, uh, like, PlayStation uh, studio subsidiaries were all, like, congratulating, about, congratulating yeah. the release of Forbidden West. You know, so you got Insomniac, Naughty Dog, uh, uh, the usual gang. But, yeah, no, I, I'm really impressed. I'm impressed with what links they went to with this game, too. I mean, they even going so far as to consult anthropologists in order to depict a uh, a uh, realistic uh, post-apocalyptic 
setting and obviously yeah. this map is going to be condensed it's kind of like death stranding in that sense that what, what what's actually hundreds of thousands of miles is in, in game like a few miles but what are you going to do <laughs> yeah. it would be mi yeah. miles of walking so yeah this isn't red dead redemption <laughs> <laughs> even red dead redemption isn't red dead redemption you know like they're, they're they, they can't make a world that that that's that big with that little to do in between it's just not you know remember how people complained that death death stranding was a walking simulator if it was actually like accurate to size oh my god <laughs> you'd be spending half the time fucking walking in this game, there is actually plenty to do in the open world. Uh, there's, yeah. You'll constantly go around. Not only are there enemies to face, and you'll even find, like, random uh, uh, villagers or, 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 like, as other people that you can uh, defend. Uh, defend against, or help or, you against, know, do errands for, yeah. And I think they'll give you shit if you do. Yeah. Like they in, usually give you mystery um, boxes. Yeah, like in Breath of the Wild. Um but yeah, but but I love that you know this game even focuses so, more so on the futuristic technology and Aloy being able to use it. I mean, she's one of the only people that's capable of overriding machines. Uh, yeah, if not the only one, I don't I don't know if well besides ever Silence, yeah, that out. Silence knows okay. how because he's the one who gives her the staff. Okay. Um, to override Hades. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so Silence, Silence knows how, and he was the first also, one to get the focus right. Yes, and also I am so so happy that we're gonna get Silence in in the sequel. Um, the fact that Lance Reddick plays Silence is huge for me because I love Lance Reddick he so much. The he opening. is an amazing yes, he's an amazing character and he's an amazing dude. Like he is in the John Wick series as the receptionist in all the hotels, and he's kind of like you know like they're uh, what are the quartermaster like they use in Kingsman. Um, He's also in Fringe, which is one of my favorite shows ever. And the fact that he's in one of my favorite games ever, I love Lance Reddick. He has never done me wrong. And I think that he voices silence perfectly. He is the easy, like if I were to read like a book and then it became a game, kind of like how the Witcher did, this is who I would envision as silence. So I was like, wow, like this is, this is perfect. Like whenever his, like, obviously I knew his voice was Lance Reddick, but like when I'm envisioning this dude, I'm envisioning like a big burly man and it's Lance Reddick. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the voice talent is actually, was actually well done. I mean, there's a few awkward stilts and that's really just more to the game inserting awkward pauses here and there, <laughs> you know, yes, but, uh, yeah. but no, the voice acting itself is actually superb. Uh, Ashley Burr, or Burke is actually Ashley Birch. Yes. Ashley Birch is the is the voice actress and I believe also the motion capture performer for Aloy. Uh, and she is, yeah. And and she, she looks, looks just like her. Just like her too. It's it's actually yeah. it's crazy. And Ashley Birch is beautiful. That's another thing that you can do. Like if you look at, for instance, like uh uh, Nolan North in the uh, Assassin's Creed games, or uh, if you're looking at it like uh, Yuri Lewenthal in Spider-Man PS4, you have three components to fill. You have the voice actor, the motion capture performance, and then the likeness. Mm -hmm. Usually the voice actor and motion capture performer are going to be the same. That just makes the most sense to do. But they're not always going to use the same likeness. You know, like there was yeah. a big controversy because they changed the actor that they used for uh, Peter Parker's likeness in Spider-Man in the remastered version and in uh, Miles Morales. So it's the same voice actor, same motion capture performance by Yuri Lewenthal. They just actually, literally, the reason why they chose someone else is because with higher fidelity graphics, they needed someone that supposedly matched his facial structure better, that was a better match. But it's just so weird to see a character with the same mannerisms and same voice and with a completely different face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, also, just... 
God. Ashley Birch even, like, there's an interview that I shared because, like, I, I talk about this game all the time. Like, if, if I'm to talk about a game, it's either Horizon or Skyrim or Mass Effect. We all know this. Um, Ashley Birch literally talked about how it was, like, such an honor to be able to play Aloy because of how strong and capable that she is. And I, I know that we didn't really get into a lot of the gameplay um, or lore, you know, much in this game. But there's a lot of big things that happened in this game that are carrying into the into the sequel that, that that I felt were important to talk about. And and there's a lot in this game that's that's very important um, to discuss that that I feel like we 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 touched on a lot. I feel like and, we and, we need to break that break into this game a little more. Like this game itself could have could have deserved yeah. a two parter. What we should do yeah. is do a, do a, a commentary on it or something. Do a let's play or yeah yeah. We could do. I could definitely do some let's plays on this game because this is. I I will continue to play this game until my PlayStation don't run no more. Um, and actually, Ash, I know you're talking about this. So if you have the disc version of the game, which I did, um, I noticed that it was causing my PlayStation to break down quite a bit. Um, it was having problems, you know, running. It sounded like a fucking 747 about to take off. It was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> no kidding. If you get the digital version, I've noticed that it still has its moments, especially when you're going into like an open area where there's like thunder jaws and, you know, like the big plane areas. I've noticed that there's a lot of, you know, like lagging and breakdown, um, but it's not as intense. It's not as bad as the disc version. So if you're going to purchase this, I would definitely recommend getting the digital version, um, probably also for the sequel as well, depending on what uh, console you have now that we're talking PS4 and PS5. Does it help if you install the game on your hard drive then? Um, I personally don't use an external hard drive for my PS4, um, cause I don't have that many games on it. And if I do, you know, like I've, I've deleted some old playthroughs and stuff over time. I've just have like, well, even on the internal hard drive, if space permitting, but like, is it, cause I, I, you can do that on PS4, right? You can install games that you, you still need the disc to play it. It's like the license, but I think yeah. you can, you can fully install the game if you want to. Um, you know, I, I just initially, because I, my disc version, there was a, because it was a rental game. Um, eventually one of the scratches did wear into it enough to where I couldn't play it anymore. And my disc drive is kind of fucky. Um, as something happened, I don't know if maybe someone had dropped it whenever I was moving or what happened, but my disc drive does seem to have some issues. So I've been using a lot more digital, um, when it comes to buying games. So, I mean, if you, if you use the digital version, I've noticed no issues. Be a perfect time to get a PS5. If yeah. you could get one, oh, it, money is not even the issue anymore. It's like, okay, we all can save up the 500 bucks if we, if we have enough time to do it or wait for like a tax refund or something. Yeah. But, 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 but you have to have a stock to buy. <laughs> I'm not paying yeah. twice as I paid an extra hundred dollars for my, my first switch. And I stomached that. I tolerated it. I was okay with it. I said, mm -hmm. okay, fine. I am not paying twice as much for a PS5. No, fuck no. that. No, and and you know it was really sweet because my husband said he wanted to buy me the, the Horizon version of the PS5 because he knows how much I love this game. I've been talking about this game with him forever, and you know we've played it together, and he's watched me play a lot. You know because this is the game that he's like, when I envision you gaming, this is the game I envision you playing because you have I do I have a lot of commentary when it comes to this game. Like I talk a lot, I you know fuck around, and I'm like shut up, no one asked you, and like I have stupid voices that I use. Like that's just <laughs> my gaming style, which I know a lot of people have done ironically to get content um but that's just how i play whenever i'm playing horizon zero dawn especially like like play, like i said playing with a thunder dawn I'm like big baby like i have nicknames for all of them um so you, like, do, you do need to do a stream or, or a let's play on this then i've been thinking about it i've really been thinking about it so that's something in all debate um i'll, I, I'll I will... skype in at, on some of those too like and and, and uh you know we can do like the let's play we could definitely do that. We should probably actually do that, especially before I start Verizon Her Her Bidden West. Yeah, yeah. true. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm off for the next, like, I'm off until Wednesday, actually. Uh, just the way it happened, because I moved. I am on a training schedule this week. Uh, and next week, I go back to my regular schedule. So, you know. Back to your regular it, schedule program, huh? It works. It works. This is the way that it always works. It, 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 whether it happens on the open end of the, of, the, of the schedule transition or the closed end of it, either way, you're going to get one part of the week where you actually get less days off than you normally would. And you get one part of the day where you get more. I mean, unless your days off are like split up anyway, which that seriously sucks. I feel sorry for you. I'm a weekend warrior, but it's fine. <laughs> I okay. I have an eight to fiver. I well, I do. Uh, I do a four by ten, so I get I get an extra mm. day off. I get three days off a week, and it's very important to me that the schedule I picked, uh, in, in like the shift bed was gonna be was gonna be three consecutive days off, and that yeah. one of the at least one of those days included a weekend day. That's fair. So I fought That's for fair. that. <laughs> but I guess I don't blame you, my guy. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, with my kid and with, you know, just just wanting to, like, have a life and be able to do the podcast and stuff, you know. It's, I was about to say both podcasts, your child. <laughs> wanting to go back into school at some point, you know, I'd like to actually get a bachelor's degree, get a four-year degree of some kind. That would be nice. I'm the only person, I swear, that doesn't want to get a four-year degree. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to another technical school. I'm going to go back for radio imaging. <laughs> well, I have two associate's degrees. That counts, right? They, they, they stack. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I have an associate's degree, but um, I've been actually, um, as y'all know, I work in healthcare. I've been thinking about going in um, to become either a uh, nuclear uh, imaging tech, so like MRIs and stuff like that, barium swallows, things like that, or um, echovascular, um, which is where they do like ultrasounds of the heart and uh, they, they look at your, you know, you like your veins and your legs and stuff like that. I've been thinking about doing that for schooling. Um, and my husband graduates for, funny enough, he's going to be a tech um, to work on those machines. So if something's wrong, he'll fix an ultrasound machine or an MRI machine or a mammography machine. So for me to be the tech and him to be the one that fixes it, I think is very ironic. But I've been thinking about going back to school a lot. And that's a two-year school. Um, and it's, it's it's technical school. But I, I think that would be so freaking cool because I'm, I'm so fascinated by like imaging and stuff. And I think that comes from my love of gaming because like if you have an ultrasound wand, you know, like you're picking the aspect and you're picking the the picture that you want to take. So that's kind of like the photography mode, for example, of Horizon Zero Dawn, which we didn't even get into, but it's fucking fun. So fun. I can this spend game two hours on the photography mode alone. Fantastic. And Horizon Forbidden West looks even better. But this game looks great. Oh. It's a little rough around the edges at parts, but... It's so pretty. It is it is really pretty. It's a beautiful open world. Uh, and, and we didn't even get into that either. Um, yeah, this game is fucking stunning, with, both with the, the technology aspect and the natural aspect. Like, beautiful. Not even including Aloy, because she's beautiful all on her own. Like, God, you are... She's the model that has the most work put into her, and, and that shows through. Which is, is the way that it should be. Your protagonist mm -hmm. should be the most, uh, the best modeled character. But I guess let's go ahead and get into our final thoughts here. Yeah. Oof. Um. So I know I've been saying this, but y'all definitely need to pick up this game if you get the opportunity to. Um. This this game is one of my favorites because there's so much in it. You can really separate yourself from the outside world and and really just get away from your own head and and especially you know Ash and I you know whenever we're on victims and villains we talk about it quite a bit you know we we talk about the the importance of mental health and you know I I've been struggling a lot with mental health recently um, this game made me fall in love with gaming again twice like 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 Ash said you know this game has really been there for me and I love 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 this game and this character and you know i i personally feel inspired by aloy a lot because she no matter the hardships that she goes through she manages to make it through and have a positive outcome at the end and that's how i want to be in my life and 
if if you're going to pick up a game that has a lot of good values and a lot of good content and just god not even so much the the graphics but the the vocals in the soundtrack are oh, beautiful this game is very ethereal and it's it's so well put together especially for a studio that wasn't really expecting it to do this well i mean guys if i if i can beg you to pick up any game it's this game please pick up this game I have never wanted to talk about something more. And I've been begging Ash since my first appearance to talk <laughs> about this game. And I am so glad that I finally got to do it. And I really hope that this inspires you guys to pick it up because there is so much, so, so much in it. And you can easily get a hundred hours of content and still not be satisfied with Aloy and her story. And I think that that's very, very important. Fuck yeah. And there's no better time than right now. Uh, before yeah. you get into Horizon Forbidden West, I actually do recommend you play through this first because this game, the, that game jumps right off the end of this one. And I actually hadn't fully played through this game yet. So, I mean, even I had a, f a couple of spoilers I, that I had to, to, to uh, get through, get to get through in order, in order to understand the story of Forbidden West. So it's definitely recommended you play this one first and it's the best time to do that. Uh, it, it, it got a PC release, I think, actually fairly recently. Um, mm -hmm. I think I came like 20. Well, that's still two years ago now that I think. About right it. around quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right around like March 2020. I'm thinking of God I of think. War. God of War just got a PC release. Yes. Yeah. Like a couple weeks ago. And that game came out like a, a year after this one. So it was actually 2018. Kind of yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Um, I think it was quarter two. But but yeah, no, this this game is phenomenal. I agree. It's uh, one of the games that honestly, hey, I. I it, it, it's kind of underrated even for myself. I think I, I don't pick mm -hmm. it up often enough. I just, other new stuff comes out that just shines a little, it's a little shinier, you know, it's new or whatever. But then like, I come back and like this game is just, fin it's extremely solid. Um, I, I think that, uh, especially with the improvements that Forbidden West brings in, I mean, they're, you really actually, and we'll talk about that next episode, but uh, they, they really, uh, so far seem to have upped the ante and uh and just made the game a hell of a lot smoother and and just mm -hmm. better polish which which honestly just is just a cherry on top to an otherwise phenomenal game there's so much to do i wish that we actually did could talk about it more like i, I feel like maybe we need to have like kind of a bonus round segment focused yeah. on something horizon so that we have a little more to talk about we yeah. got to do a let's play this you know, this game deserves a little bit more attention than i think it gets yes for sure yeah this game is, is this is the underdog of storyline games, and this game was nominated for pretty much every fucking category in 2015 at the Games Critics Awards before it was released. Yeah. It won three of the categories out of one, two, three, four, nine. Nice. It won a third of its categories. It has won so many fucking awards. Yeah. So, I mean, for that alone, guys, I'm you just you need to play it. You need to play it, and it. there's a reason why it's the underdog, because it seems like it's so intense, and it is, but that's, that's just another reason to love it, because not many people talk about it, but people that do fucking know. They yeah. fucking know. And, and we didn't even really talk about Guerrilla Games or anything else that they did, but I suppose that's something that we can kind of talk about next time, since we'll be mm -hmm. avoiding spoilers anyway. But yeah. yeah. Next episode, we are going to talk about Horizon Forbidden West. It will be a spoiler-free review. I'd like to have that out by probably the week after this comes out. That's the plan, because mm -hmm. I don't want to sit on it too long. Uh, two weeks after the game comes out is 
uh, I think, a, a pretty good game to talk about it. But I'd rather hit these things a little sooner uh, and, and get them, you know, like a week after release if possible. That's that's yeah. the idea. But we've all got lives. We're all busy. So what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah after no H- Horizon Forbidden West next month uh, or this month, next month, we're going to be talking about, I believe, let me just double check on our itinerary here to make sure that I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, Hellblade Cinema Sacrifice, your <gasps> other pick. Yes! Yes! Okay, I couldn't remember which game was next, but I cannot wait for this one either. Guys, I I begged Ash for this one to be added for the season because my brother, um, I don't know if y'all remember Agony being on a couple episodes ago, um, it, this is one of his favorite games. Um, Senua to Agony is Horizon to me. He loves Senua, and there is a lot of things that are in this game that I think are very important to talk about. So I am so fucking excited to talk about that one. And it's a perfect time to talk about it with the sequel just announced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hey girl. Uh, I'd love to, uh, yeah, I'd love to see if maybe we can even collaborate with victims and villains on that. Uh, I, I would love we, to, I think we've reached out to them. Uh, so that's coming out next month. I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, I started the game, I bought it and I, and I, I just barely started it and I'm already impressed as hell by it. Uh, mm. so, and I can't wait to, uh, play the sequel later. I mean, well, when that comes out, we're definitely going to have to do a game launch episode mm-hmm. on it. Um, speaking of game launch and speaking of agony, we are also going to be part of a live stream event for Elden Ring, the February 25th, the day that it comes out, he's doing a 24 hour live stream. So actually I, I forgot to mention this and I totally forgot to tell you. So, um, for those of you who I know a lot of, uh, fans of agony have started listening to us, which thank you guys, by the way, especially picks. I know I, I believe that she was listening to it. Um, she's one of the, one of the frequenters on his channel. Um, so he is going to attempt a world record. Um, on Elden Ring, I he just told this to me the other night, and he wow. wants me to be a part of it as much as possible. He's going to try to play Elden Ring for ten days straight, no sleep. Wow. Well, <laughs> I can't take off that much time from work, but I did schedule the day, the day of, the day before, and most of the day after off, uh, yeah. so that I can we can be a part of it. We, the live stream, we we can kind of, uh, you know, moderate the chat or at least just be a part of it and like hype it up yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah while we're doing that and then like probably uh a week or, or two after that we'll go ahead and release our episode on elden ring uh, which of course we're gonna have to have him guest on uh that'll be another mm-hmm. spoiler free game launch review so uh stick around for that i'm really excited i mean this is the most hyped game of the year i would not be surprised if it gets game of the year assuming that it has a smooth launch unlike <coughs> cyberpunk Oh my God! There's been a lot of talk about that too, but that's something we can talk about maybe in the next in the next episode as far as uh, news. But yeah, this I I mean I feel like it's gonna be a fierce fucking battle between Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring because this game Horizon Forbidden West has been so hyped. I have never seen people more fucking excited for a PlayStation game. So I think it's gonna be like fucking tooth and nail for votes on that, which I'm excited to see that because. From what I've seen of Elden Ring, it looks like a beautiful game. I'm very excited for it. Also, it's Horizon. So, I mean, I'm going to have a tough time picking my game of the fucking year. Yeah. Holy it, shit. Exactly. It, it's it's going to be rough. 2022 looks like to be a good year for gaming. 2021 was a little underwhelming, I think. But 2020 yeah. was great. was a great year for gaming as well. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Dying Light 2 is an episode uh, I mentioned I'd like to do uh, mm-hmm. by the before the end of the month. So uh, 
yeah, I think I, I, I think I'll we'll be go ahead and dropping uh, Dying Light Two Stay Human. I bought the fucking game, so um, there's no there's no reason not to do an episode on it. <laughs> and then our our bad game review is coming up soon, you guys. Yes, yeah, so we'll go ahead and reveal coming up in the month of April, um, and mm. I kind of want to dedicate maybe April as a bad gaming month in addition to doing our 420 special. For my cause... birthday, I'm going to roast some shit. It's fine. <laughs> well, it just fits hand in hand. It's like, what's the perfect time? To, what's the perfect way to handle bad games? Just get high as fuck. I know. Fuck. I was looking at the schedule, and I was like, okay, so we're going to spend the entire month of my birthday roasting shit. That's cool, because I roast shit all the time. Whatever. Well... But uh, our bad game, I'm going to roast that shit like fireburn coffee beans. Yeah, Fuck so that game. that's going to be and when Anthem. And y'all understand what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bioware, EA, we got some words. You just mentioned it this episode. So Anthem, uh, also our 420 special that month. This is not a bad game. This is a good game. It's going to be uh, GoldenEye. Uh, Bo and I kind of settled on that because I think out of the podcast, uh, uh, I'm the only one that, that smokes anymore. So I had to, I had to seek outside <laughs> yeah. help. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. We got Bo for the the uh, the four twenty episodes from Collateral yeah. Cinema, so and possibly yeah. Robert as well, because we're gonna play it on his Nintendo sixty four. Oh my gosh, that'll be fun though. Yeah, we're gonna get high as fuck. We're gonna play the original. <laughs> we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play uh, GoldenEye on original hardware, like we did Superman sixty four, and uh, we're just we're just we're just gonna have a fun time with it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. But uh, I guess that's pretty much it. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Feedback on your platform of choice. Fuck Spotify. But at the same time, go ahead and leave us your rating on Spotify. Uh, I, I don't think we're actually going to delist. It was a consideration, but you know, we, we have a huge audience from Spotify. and uh, Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of my friends listen on Spotify, so please don't do that. <laughs> so, And honestly, I, I actually support uh I think that uh, I I'm actually I'm in a unique position where I think Joe Rogan has the right to do what he wants to do. But uh, what's his face that the first guy that, that delisted his content is also making an effective free use of his free speech to to protest against that. And I actually respect the hell out of that. So I can kind of agree with both sides here. I think we should be exercising our free speech, you know, to do these things. I actually um, so I've been ignoring social media and reading books on my phone because I'm just so like over it because everybody you know like uh, like i've said opinions are like assholes and everybody has one but no one wants to hear anybody else's um so i actually don't know what you're talking about and i know that sounds so ignorant of me but i've just been literally ignoring social media and you know reading what? books and playing video games the less you know um, the better honestly yeah <laughs> i mean i've heard a little tidbit here and there but like i personally excuse me love spotify um you know they curate playlists for you and you know i i i like that you know i don't I know follow... i'm an apple music guy so yeah, that's fair. I love Spotify, <laughs> though, because um, anytime that you post an episode, it comes up on a notification. And it's like, oh, my God, like the next episode is here. And I love that it celebrates that for us. So I don't know. I still personally love Spotify there. I'm a huge fan. And that if I'm if I'm going to listen to our podcast, because sometimes I do, you know, I'm like, let me listen to the camaraderie of 2020 for us. I have um, it installed. I have the app installed, you know, to share really? links and whatnot. Um, and uh, I it it's the only thing that you can jump on like you can if you want to listen to a podcast while you're on ps4 you have to use you do it through spotify so I, i've yeah. used it for that before it's not a bad service on its own i mean i i agree and, and joe rogan's gonna be joe rogan what do you expect yeah i, I just I, I don't really i know this sounds so bad of me but i don't really know much about him besides that he like apparently is very angry and spits into his microphone i that's all i know about the dude um i i but like i guess like what you said you know everybody's 
entitled to whatever they're doing. He's really good at picking like interesting people to talk to. That's the thing about his show is Joe Rogan was never great. I don't think anybody ever watched or listened for Joe Rogan, except for those Joe Rogan bros. But fuck those guys. I mean, like, this, didn't the same thing happen with Drinking Bros, though? Drinking Bros, like the Matt Best and um, Jared um, JT? I don't know anything about that, to uh, be honest with you. Uh, they're like Black Rifle, Grunt Style, military kind of stuff. I oh. think something similar happened to them um, because of this, like, uh, I don't know. It, it Basically, there's uh, a Black Rifle had donated something for the San Antonio Police Department to get a boat or something like that because of the Medina Lake or some shit. And something went down and they were getting in trouble or I, I don't know. Um, but I think something similar. Yeah, something similar happened, but um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I People are entitled to their opinions, and if people post them on the internet and someone else isn't, you know, happy with it, you don't have to listen to them. You can unfollow them. You can unfollow on TikTok. You can unfollow anything based on their content. Yeah, and I, I, I think that Joe Rogan using his platform to interview people from all sides of the aisle is, is you know, that is a net benefit, I think. It's important to hear everyone's yeah. side because here's the thing. If you want to know how to discredit someone, know what their fucking argument is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Know if what I'm their argument is. Know what they're saying. I've, I've literally learned, you know, I don't like Ben Shapiro. I think he's kind of an asshat, but I respect him as like a person. I think he's a smart dude. He just he sticks his foot in his mouth a lot. <laughs> But, you know, a like, I, I listened to too. his episode, you know, and, and you know, I, I he's not a far right at all. I would not say that he was far right or, or you know, whatever they call him. <laughs> yeah. I And see, this is the reason why I've been so avoiding social media is because it's just like it's all like arguments of who's what and who's where. And I'm like, can we just like like I literally follow this TikToker and her name is um I, I think it's her. I don't know if I, I don't know if she has any other pronouns. So if she does, I'm so sorry. Um. Uh, under the desk news literally just tells the news from underneath their desk and talks about it like just like this is what you're gonna hear if you're this person this is what you're gonna hear if this person this is the news and i like that also ben shapiro's sister is hot as fuck <laughs> she can talk to me all day long about conservative propaganda while while she's fucking me and that's cool with it i'm cool with it she's I'm got cool. the mommy milkers <laughs> I don't know who this. I know this. I sound God just so ignorant, but I, I, I've been avoiding social media. Sorry, guys. I'm playing games and reading books. I just have no personal interest in it anymore. It's just it's it's annoying. Like everything is an argument. Everything is you know. I like apples, and someone's like, "Fuck you, bananas are better." And it's like it's just an apple. Sorry. Holy shit. Yeah. But anywho, we're we're running up on time here. But yeah. this is the game worth doing. Uh, so yeah, do it. Yeah, if you if you do listen to us on Spotify, please continue doing so and uh, leave us leave us uh, feedback there. I think they have a rating system now. Uh, check us out on Podchaser. Uh, that's a uh, social media platform for podcasters. I'd like to kind of invest a little bit more on that. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us or uh, like our page. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, Collateral Media Podcast, and get on in on the discussion. If you see a a movie or a video game or even TV related or podcast related uh, meme or shit post or news or whatever, fucking post it. That's what we're here yeah. for. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially Star Wars. If y'all want to post that shit, I'll, I'll fucking heart and laugh to that shit all day. I don't give a fuck, Keisha. <laughs> I go through the page on, I don't always get notified when people post, but I'll, I'll, I'll take some time every once in a while to kind of scroll down the group. And, and I, I, I uh, we've got a few people that are actually active and, and posting content, which is nice. I'll right? come off of my social media block for you. Nice. Please. On that game page. On that page. Please, Alrighty. please, guys. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, Abby, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's... Alrighty. I don't know what I was about to say, but... Meet Merp. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so I guess that's all there is. That being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Megan Gomez. We are Collateral Gaming. We are out. Peace. Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.